I think I, I somewhere really tweaked the whole image in front of the glamour industry. And all of them used to, uh, you know, always ask me, Sandhya, what is this crazy approach of you being a model actor and now suddenly you're all over, you know, you're going and, uh, you know, you're, uh, sometimes I used to end up coming back with a broken leg, with broken hand. I had a, like a hairline fracture and my nose and they were like, Sandhya, what is this high? And I, I, I kept telling them that, you know, uh, once a sports person is always a sports person, but being a woman, when you're always uh, being told that you're beautiful or you're intelligent, but when you're told that you're strong, oh my God, I think uh, that's just another high altogether. And I think uh, when you are creating a narrative as a leader, this is something I talk about even as a speaker, that we as a nation, uh, we globally need to uh, create world leaders, especially women world leaders, who need to be strong, not only when they talk, but also their action. Helping CEOs and business leaders discover the energy to perform exceptional brilliance and positively impact the lives of those around them. Be inspired by world leaders, game-changing influencers, and next-level gurus. This is the Active CEO Podcast, where the ordinary don't belong. And now your host, CEO and founder of Energy to Perform, international speaker and leadership performance coach, Craig Johns. On this episode of the Active CEO Podcast, we speak with a versatile leader who is known for her beauty, brain, and brawn as a top Indian model, actor, TV presenter, speaker, and Commonwealth Karate Champion. She has a Bachelor of Arts in English Literature from SIES College, a graduate of the Speakers Institute Master in Communication for Influence, and has a second degree black belt in Karate. Her list of accolades includes finalist in the Femina Miss India, winner of Ford Supermodel, starring in a number of Indian films, glossing the magazine covers and hosting the Go India travel show on the Discovery Channel and TLC. I'm excited to bring you a powerhouse influencer who is creating a ripple effect with her no fear, self-defense and awareness campaign and a change agent for women empowerment. Sundai Shitty, Sundai, welcome to the show. Hi, Craig. I'm going to just say my name once again. It is Sandhya Shetty <laughs> from <laughs> India. <laughs> Sandhya Shetty. I understand. Oh, <laughs> you can call me Sandhya. <laughs> uh, so nice. I think uh, on the onset with a good big laughter, uh, while the world is going uh, around with the pandemic, I think a laughter really uh, releases the tension. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. And for the listeners, I practiced that a number of times before we went live and still managed to get it wrong. <laughs> yeah, Craig, let's do it once again. Sandhya. Sandhya. Shetty. Shetty. <laughs> Sandhya. There Shetty. you go. <laughs> Craig, really nice to talk to you. I'm so, so excited. Beautiful. To say you're a high achiever is an absolute understatement. I'm impressed with your achievements today and passion to make a real difference on the world. For you, what was like growing, life like growing up in Mumbai? Um, I'm born and brought up in Mumbai. And uh, as you know, India is really, really huge as a country. And uh, uh, my native is Karnataka, which is south of India. And I, uh, my parents hail from a place called Mangalore, 
uh, my dad uh, came into Mumbai very early, uh, you know, when he was really young and he wanted to battle it out. So there you go. I'm the youngest uh, in the family, uh, uh, the fourth uh, daughter. Uh, we are uh, four siblings, uh, two brothers, my sister and me. And uh, uh, Mumbai as a city, as you know, it's a city of dreams. Uh, very, very chaotic, but at the same time, there is high octave energy. And uh, I've been brought in a, uh, born and brought up in a city like Mumbai. It's, it's absolutely crazy and mad thing, but it is beautiful. And I think right from childhood, I was uh, always very inclined towards, uh, you know, doing multiple things. Uh, my parents would always say something, focus on one thing, you know, it's important to excel in one thing. And I always defied that rule. And I said that I want to do <laughs> everything. And I probably want to, if not master everything, but I want to learn everything. And I've, I've just done that, you know, and uh, I think uh, life has thrown some interesting opportunities uh, and some uh, really uh, amazing choices. And I've picked it all up and I've tried and uh, made sure that I've excelled in all. And I have no complaints and I'm just looking forward for uh, more opportunities in life and life has been a super super duper roller coaster to have. <laughs> I love how you are really just you just you love how the you're content with your life and you love how that it's been ups and downs but you're just happy with it and I think that's so important because a lot of people hold on to things from their past and it, it defines who they are rather than being content and allowing themselves to be who they are. Yeah, Craig, you know, I really think it's very, very important in life that uh, uh, from childhood, uh, you know, to your adolescent, to, uh, to your mature, uh, you know, when you're in your uh, 40s, that you know that uh, life has given you opportunity and choices. And it's always uh, what you make of it. And happiness uh, always needs to be the foreground of it all. If you're happy and you know that uh, the good, bad, and the ugly is all come out of your choices, then I think... Uh, uh, life just uh, is that easy and simple. And I believe that uh, simplicity also is very, very important. Happiness, simplicity, and to be content uh, is something that we all should practice. And gratitude is, uh, is, is the top of the line. I always believe that uh, wherever you go, whatever you do, if you know that you've made your choices, whether it's right and wrong, but the responsibility is you. And if you are uh, a highly gratitude-oriented uh, uh, person and you practice gratitude for whatever you've got in your life, whether it is uh, your professional life, your personal life, you know, it, I think it all uh, comes down to making you very stronger, very happier. And uh, I practice that for sure. And I'm a much happier person today. So when you were young, did you have a big dream that consumed your every thought? Um, didn't matter whether you were on your way to school or you're in the playground. What was that big thing that you wanted to do? <laughs> Craig, if I may say, <laughs> uh, not only a dreamer, but I'm extremely competitive and I have to make no effort. <laughs> it starts right from home, you know, right from uh, my siblings to my friends and in a very positive way. I think uh, it's very, very important. They all say I'm a sports person as well. So they always say that, uh, you know, participation is the spirit of being a, a sports person. But I also believe otherwise, I think it's very, very important to win. And it's very important to teach, uh, you know, your kids that the spirit of winning is something that is absolutely 
absolutely healthy and uh, important. And I, I think somewhere that was one drive right from childhood that uh, came in very naturally, you know, whether it was uh, playing with my friends in my building compound or whether at home uh, competing with my siblings to, you know, who is more stronger and who is more intelligent. <laughs> I think it all came down from right from my school days and then in my college to even my professional life. I think uh, I'm an absolute go-getter and very, very competitive and in a very positive way. I think I believe that it's very, very important to win. Uh, but given that, I also think that uh, if you lose, you also have to be a winner in your loss and learn from your losses. And only then that you, uh, you know, will forge uh, uh, more uh, parts in your life and uh, become a better achiever. So I don't, uh, uh, you know, disagree uh, when people say that uh, you've got to be uh, losing also to learn. But I think the attitude of a winner should and be practiced more often and losing should be something which uh, should be taken into stride with more positivity is all I say. Yeah, it's about taking that learning aspect um, you, when you don't quite achieve what you want to learn from it quickly and put things in place so that you can win you can achieve on the next uh, the next go. Absolutely, because, you know, they always say very simple things in life, you know, till you don't fall 100 times, you don't learn. But I also have another take to it. You know, if you fall the 10th time, the 11th and the 12th times, just be a little more careful. Why fall always? <laughs> <laughs> and, and so you've got this, it's coming through really strong here that you get a lot of self-discipline. You're a self-starter. You're a real go-getter. I'm curious, did that come from your mum's side or your dad's side or was it a collective? Oh, wow. I love this question. You know, I, I just uh, love this whole uh, foundation that I'm uh, born to. That is my mum and my dad. Um, uh, every single interview from my school to my college until my professional life, whenever I'm asked about who's your inspiration and where uh, does your grounding come from? And my only single sole answer is it's my mom and my dad because uh, I think uh, my mother's, a, uh, you know, she's a homemaker and my father is into business. He's a, a, a restauranter. And both have only taught me one thing whatever you do in life, uh, be very honest, be very hardworking, and absolutely uh, disciplined about what you do. And uh, also about uh, one very strong aspect of uh, you know, life that I've learned from my father is that in your life, uh, when you meet people, it is very, very important to accumulate friends, professionals, and they are like pillars of your life. Whether you achieve or get anything out of it, doesn't matter, but make sure that they, each and every person that comes in your life becomes a learning aspect for you. And it could be small or it could be big, but they all make a difference in your life. And you've got to respect uh, each and every person who comes across. And it could be even a stranger for that matter who uh, walks past by you. And uh, I, I don't know, a lot of people also tell me that Sunday you always have a smile on your face. And I think uh, that's one of the reasons why, because I think I don't take for granted anybody who comes across me. Even if it's a stranger, I believe that uh, you at least have a uh, you know, smile on your face and you look into her eyes, whether you're sitting at the airport or you're just passing by somebody, there's something that changes because you're exchanging energy. And that energy needs to be captured every moment to make it 
big and real big. And uh, if I may say, uh, one of Sam's line, Sam Cawthorn, who also is uh, one of my guides from uh, Speakers Institute, he always said, uh, always become, you know, you take pick on small to become big. And for me, my life has always been that. I've picked on smaller things, collected the smaller experiences, collected the smaller achievements of my life. And today, if I've become whatever, if I may say a little big on life, I think it's the accumulation of the smaller achievements and smaller experiences that has allowed me to be what I am today. But I've not stopped at that. I think uh, life always teaches you and always gives you opportunities and choices where there are lots more to accumulate. Until you don't rest, you keep accumulating and keep learning. So for someone who is focused on winning, loves winning and loves achieving and has achieved a lot, you become very exposed to the limelight and therefore open to judgment. You know, for how, how did you cope with the constant attention? And I presume at times you'll have people that are judging you for who you are and what you do. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's amazing that uh, uh, how people get affected by uh, uh, judgments of other people. And I guess uh, we are all humans and we all get affected by uh, what people have to say about us. And since from childhood till now, as I said, I've done uh, you know, multiple careers. And even today, I'm not just uh, a model, actor, speaker, and karateka. Uh, you know, and I go one step further and I keep experimenting on a lot many other verticals. Um, you know, I, I really very gracefully ask, accept people's judgments and, uh, you know, comments, but I never really let it allow myself to get majorly affected by it because uh, I know that my discipline and my learning of whatever experience I have will take me to my path and my choices. So I don't necessarily get majorly affected but I definitely try to acknowledge it. And if there is a learning from it, then I accept it also gracefully, but I don't really let it affect me negatively ever because uh, I am very hopeful and I believe in a lot of faith. I believe in a lot of positivity and I believe in a lot of energies. So I think it's important to stay positive. Uh, and that's the reason I don't think I get touched with a lot of negativity in life. And I'm very positive about that. So what aspect of your life so far have you found you've had to work the hardest at um, and more than more than the other aspects? So what's been the one you really it's really challenged you and you've had to work harder to, to achieve? Oh, my God, I think uh, I have always worked uh, uh, extremely hard for everything that I needed to achieve because uh, I'm, I'm quite a straight goer, you know. I, <laughs> I'm very stubborn and I think uh, this aspect of mine, uh, very honestly for me, works positively because uh, I believe in doing things my way. Uh, and uh, I have a lot of, uh, you know, set... Uh, uh, ways of uh, how I'm supposed to achieve my goals and sometimes uh, you know I'm a little uh, <laughs> stubborn about it so I think it, it gets a little difficult and I have to put extra effort in what I'm doing but I'm ready for it and yes uh, that's the reason uh, I think uh, for me karate which has almost taken me about uh, 18 to 19 years of extreme physical uh, you know uh, pain and effort 
uh, to reach my Commonwealth, which was in 2015, was one such experience where long years of extreme physical pain, practice, I did achieve it, but it really took me a very, very long time. But I'm, I'm very, very happy about it. And I'm very, very happy that I'm very honest to what I do. You know, I don't take shortcuts. I believe that uh, it's very important to be honest and hardworking. And I've always had faith in what I do. And uh, it's okay if you have to work a little extra for it. Uh, like the rest of the people think uh, that, you know, it's very easy to achieve uh, greatness or it's very easy, easy to achieve uh, uh, things in life. But I, I really think it's not so easy to achieve things in life, especially when you want to be on the top. And uh, you have to sacrifice a lot of things. You have to be extremely disciplined, dedicated, and be very sure what you want. Your dreams can't be just dreams while you're sleeping. Uh, you have to keep your eyes open when you dream and really act upon it. And you know that you grab it by your hand really hard and see it grow right in front of you. And I've made that possible. I grab my dreams and I watch it grow right in front of me. And that's absolutely with a lot of clarity. Oh, I love those two bits there. So one, keep your eyes wide open when you are dreaming and then really take grasp and control of, of where you're going. I really like that. So you, you've been a, a top Indian model. What does it take to be a world-class model? Uh, you know, again, uh, uh, there are a lot of uh, uh, assumptions and there is, there is a little... Uh, uh, bias in India when it comes to modeling also because uh, uh, you know uh, it's it's not considered uh, uh, very very uh, you know, uh, how 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 can I put it uh, it's it's a little bit of a taboo in India uh, where modeling acting glamour world as such is concerned but you know now uh, over the years that I've seen things has changed you know uh, and for me uh, when I joined modeling. Uh, uh, it was very, very competitive, and uh, I, I would love to, uh, you know, uh, break uh, some uh, taboos in India as well, because I believe in talking a few things. You know, uh, we as a nation, uh, we are a nation of uh, brown people, but sometimes uh, color, class, caste, a lot of it becomes a lot of issue. Uh, not only in your person, but also your professional life. So even in modeling world, I think uh, brown girls in specific uh, had to face a lot of uh, difficulties because fair skin was uh, quite uh, sought after. So initially, my uh, my years of modeling, I did struggle myself with that. But, you know, as I said, that uh, when I dream and when I want to achieve something, I, I go right behind it. I don't just walk, jog. I run really fast and grab it. So I think uh, I did achieve uh, uh, quite a lot as a fashion model. I did uh, runway. I did lots of print campaign for multiple brands. And uh, in no time, I did lots of music videos. I did uh, shows. Slowly, I moved on to films. It has been a very, very amazing journey. I love traveling. I got to travel to so many places because of my modeling work. I also was finalist for Miss India. And I think uh, Miss India in, uh, is a pageant which uh, beautifully opens up another world of glamour, intellect. You meet such wonderful people. You're exposed to so many things. So I think the, the whole aspect of uh, 
being a model, actor, karate kind of speaker, the culmination of all of it has made me what I am today because it's very important that when you're a speaker, you know, uh, you just don't speak, but you feel what you speak. And when you feel beautiful, when you look good, when you uh, feel beautiful from within and outside, somehow the confidence in your voice and, you know, also the way uh, you come across as a person, uh, they say you have to be convincing yourself first of what you're talking and then you can convince others. And I so believe in that, that, you know, be sure of what you're saying and how you feel. And trust me, when you talk, the other person will feel it 200% and it will just go through not only their heads, but their heart. So I think that is what has uh, made me uh, uh, feel 100% a full rounder because of different aspects of my career and modeling. I will definitely give a huge, huge credit. And uh, it has made me a person of what I am today. So you talk there about bringing out your own personality and that emotion as well. When we look at a lot of models, it's kind of they kind of they have a similar look um, when they're on the runway, for instance, that they're all kind of moving in the same way. How do you ensure that you keep your own genuinity uh, when you're up on stage there? And how do you showcase your emotion so you can connect with the crowd or the audience? Uh, you know, as a model, uh, oh, Runway is essentially, they, they call you as hangers, you know, you're just hangers for the costume. <laughs> so over there, it's, it's not much of a, of a, you know, a variety, but how, how do you make a difference in that also is the trick and is the magic. And I think uh, somewhere I did do that because I always believed, I don't believe in anorexia ever. I never promoted that then. I don't promote it now. Uh, I was always a very, very, uh, you know, fit body. I believed in uh, being very fit. I was thin, but I was never anorexic. I believed in a muscular body and I was always a sports person right from childhood. So I, I pretty much was uh, fit and I believed in healthy eating. I believed in a lot of workout. I also promoted uh, even then to all the models that it's very, very important that uh, you follow good health and you follow a good fitness regime and not fall prey to anorexia. So, uh, you know, that's something I think uh, uh, made me very, very different from other models. And also, uh, you know, this amazing curly hair and the brown uh, <laughs> color that I'm uh, naturally born with. I think it, it was all uh, working very beautifully for me as an advantage. You know, it, it was very exotic. And uh, I thank God and I thank my parents for giving me such good genetics. <laughs> 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 when when i grow my hair out i have this big afro big curly hair as well so uh, we've got something in common there oh <laughs> there you go craig it's just one now by the end of it we'll have lots of common stuff i'm sure <laughs> i think there's a fair bit around performance and determination and wanting to win in there as well <laughs> do you approach getting into a peak performance state differently or the same for each role in your life uh, uh, as I said, I'm, I'm somebody who's very, very spontaneous. Um, uh, you know, as much as I believe in planning for the work, uh, I believe that uh, every work that you do and every juncture of your career and every vertical of my career, if I wouldn't have uh, approached it differently, um, it might not have worked for me. So. It's all different, you know, when I did modeling, 
I think my my peak point was very very different, and it gave me another uh, high altogether. Where uh, whereas I was in karate, uh, the approach was very different, and the peak was very different, and the feeling and the experience was completely different. And today, when I'm also uh, very very strong on my vertical as a speaker, I think it's oh my god, it's completely different. And one common factor that I I would say is my high level. Uh, a spontaneity you know i i am a person who believes uh, in thinking from heart first and then probably my mind works and I, I i let that be because you know it's very important that you plan and realize uh, where you're going but uh, also to have those different peaks of life uh, with different verticals it's something that comes very naturally when you're growing into a profession and when you're doing things naturally so I think it's it's quite different, and I can't really expl express or explain it. Just simply that how how different it is, but you have to really experience and feel it. But it's it's just uh, I think spontaneity is something that uh, gives that peak every single time, and it's it's amazing. The peaks are different. Yeah. So how did the beauty world react to you being involved in combat sports? Oh. <laughs> I think uh, for them, it was a shocker. I think in India, uh, probably I'm the only model who's got an international medal uh, in, uh, in karate uh, and was also a model actor and a speaker. So I really, really take pride in saying this today because, uh, you know, I... Um, um, when I was a uh, uh, when I was a kid, I used to always tell mom that, you know, I want to become strong like Anna. Anna is the South Indian term for brother. And, uh, you know, I always had this whole thing. I was a little tomboy and, and I was always say that I'm as strong as boys because, you know, physiologically, women kind of tend to be a little more, uh, not weak, but they are a little more timid and softer. So I always wanted to be very strong. And, uh, you know, when, when I actually got into karate and when I started winning medals and, and uh, the whole perspective of a woman uh, you know, uh, image. Uh, I think I, I somewhere really tweaked the whole image in front of the glamour industry. A lot of them used to, uh, you know, always ask me, Sandhya, what is this crazy approach of you being a model actor and now suddenly you're all over, you know, you're going and, uh, you know, you're, uh, sometimes I used to end up coming back with a broken leg, with broken hand. I had a, like a hairline fracture mm -hmm. and my nose and they were like, Sandhya, what is this high? And I, I, I kept telling them that, you know, uh, once a sports person is always a sports person, but being a woman, when you're always uh, being told that you're beautiful or you're intelligent, but when you're told that you're strong, oh my God, I think uh, that's just another high altogether. And I think uh, when you are creating a narrative as a leader, this is something I talk about even as a speaker, that we as a nation, uh, we globally need to uh, create world leaders, especially women world leaders, who need to be strong, not only when they talk, but also in their action. You need to look beautiful, you need to be intelligent, and you need to be strong. And strong not only mentally, physically, because our daughters, our, our, our sons, you know, what are we giving them as homemakers or as wives? If tomorrow we are talking about bringing a future generation more strongly, then it is not only about what you give them as education. I think it's about everything, values, the strength. You know, you be the person, what you want your future generation to be. And I think I really just acted upon that. 
So are you, you know, with female empowerment, for you, is, are you doing it all on your own or you, do you have people working with you to sort of create a movement in that empowerment phase? Uh, you know, I'm born in a nation, um, uh, India, I love my country, but also my country comes uh, with a lot many problems in multiple levels. And I think uh, uh, there's one major issue uh, is also about uh, women empowerment. I think uh, uh, as in today, when I sit here and have this interview with you, 2020, the population of women in India is huge and they are the change makers because uh, apart from the youth population of India, the women population is also in numbers which can make a huge difference in this country. And that's the reason I feel that the women need to be in the foreground, not only in as homemakers, but in politics, in education, in sports, the change needs to, you know, start taking movement from the so-called beautiful gender of women, because if they know that they are the leaders of this beautiful country called India, lot many things can change. And if you see, uh, you know, the uh, I, I feel extremely sad to discuss this, but uh, the the uh, issues of uh, everyday rape, molestation, and so many issues relating to women. Uh, is, is the numbers are really high in India. And if you need to battle it out, there are only multiple things that you can do. As first, you can do is educate uh, you know, the girl child. Then you can empower them through employment. And also then what else is it? You, you empower them with the power, the power of self-defense, self-awareness. And my campaign, No Fear, which I've been working on at least for about seven to eight years, very silently, I started it, initiated it. And with me, then, you know, there are multiple brands which keep joining in. I do CSR activities with multiple brands. Whenever I'm traveling across the world as a speaker, I'm, you know, talking on No Fear. Then I have these self-defense classes where I demonstrate. Then I join with other people and I also talk about awareness. And it's not only about self-defense. It's also about self-awareness. I talk about hygiene. I talk about multiple issues. I talk about education. I talk about empowerment. I talk about women, women as a whole because this needs to come together as a whole if we as leaders need to do a future change in and not only in india but globally and i think it's you know around the world we're starting to see more female leaders you know we're seeing it in new zealand we're seeing it in some of the european countries and young leaders as well and it's it's making a really positive difference in the way that people lead, especially during crisis and, and change and uncertainty like now, I think it's important that we empower the young, that those young female, the next generation to shine through and that will shape a different way of living, you know, a more compassionate way, a more caring way. And I think that's really important. The world needs that right now. Yeah, Craig, and absolutely, you know, and when we talk about world, we also talk about balance, you know, in India, it's a very, uh, very famous concept of Shiv and the Shakti. Uh, it's a male and the female energy, the yin and the yang. They always say when the balance is right from both the sides, the world becomes a better place. And I think sometimes the balance just goes off, you know, and right now the world is looking for that balance. When you're talking about leadership, if both the male and the female energy come together and work 
you know, in this beautiful way of putting together equal effort and making that change, I think the world will be a better place. We need to be more sensitive to not only the male energy, but also to the female energy. And this needs to start with grassroots level, you know, right? You need to start at your family, your school, then your college, and then obviously, you know, your professional area where even at workplace, we need to understand the sensitivity of, you know, of a male-female equation. So I think it, it needs to be worked around in every nick and corner, not only in India, but all over the world. I think... Uh, uh, we need to change. We need to uh, have a very, very different narrative altogether. If we want to change the leadership, we want to change the male-female equation of energy coming together and the world to be a better place, very honestly. So just going to go off there a little bit here but and go just a bit deeper into your soul here. What is the most important value in your life that you wouldn't trade for anything? <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I think there's, um, there's one aspect that I always believed right from childhood till now is that I work my entire life and my entire work and everything that I do is straight from my heart and I could not trade that for anything. My thought process, what I think, my energies... Uh, my my hard work, everything is centered with the energy of my heart. If I really get the positive energy that, yes, this will work and this is the right thing to do, I always ask my heart first and then my mind. And I think that trick works for me. So, yeah, <laughs> isn't it beautiful, Craig, that, you know, uh, you've, you've got this beautiful uh, machinery called the heart that God has made you and he's put this amazing thing in your in your system and uh, not many people uh, work through that and I think a world could be a better place if, if you could use this beautiful machine called heart more often. I can feel your heart coming through in everything you say. Uh, it's very beautiful. So what shift have you seen in the Indian society since coronavirus has resulted in, you know, government restrictions and lockdown? Uh, you know, it's, it's, um, it's amazing to see India uh, as a country because it's, I always uh, uh, have told my friends and I've always spoken this in many platforms that India as a nation is very, very, very different. You know, because uh, you have so many castes, so many races, so many languages, every city, every, the urban to a rural, it is just amazingly different. And uh, if you could pinpoint at one particular thing in India, uh, it is impossible that you can say, okay, fine, now this is going to happen. It's unpredictable, absolutely. And coronavirus, um, the COVID is, is, is a, uh, is an example that uh, uh, India will be reacting and India will be seeing things very differently unlike all the other countries. Right now that I see one major change in people is, uh, uh, you know, people are scared, but at the same time, people are coming together and helping each other, which has always been the case. I think uh, uh, in times of crisis, when people need to be more sensitive and caring for each other, people are doing that. But there is a lot of speculation. There is one, um, you know, also uh, the whole uh, aspect of 
politics that's happening uh, in, in the name of religion, in the name of crisis, I think that needs to stop is what clearly I see. And from where I see uh, uh, this whole pandemic, um, I think India has a huge, huge uh, uh, section of community which is very, very underprivileged. And uh, uh, lockdown probably is crushing them more. And I'm extremely uh, scared for this vulnerable community because, you know, uh, especially the daily wage earners and, and uh, uh, people who are uh, migrants also, and generally people who are not from the city are very, very vulnerable at this time because, you know, uh, uh, you, you are not from the city. You want to go back to uh, your homes, to your loved ones. Uh, you're scared. You're vulnerable. There's not enough food. Uh, all the travel modes are sh uh, shut. In. And, and when humans are very, very vulnerable, when they're scared, uh, they tend to not uh, you know, open the channels of uh, communication and hearing. And that is when system fails. And I think this is the time, and I'm very, very uh, happy to see that uh, a lot of people are making effort, even the government is making effort to put this whole thing together. Right now is a time of lockdown when people need to settle, calm down, understand what this virus is doing to us. And, you know, uh, don't run external, rather get internal, gather yourself and know that this definitely has come as a pandemic and it's very dangerous but we need not be scared we need to face it we need to fight it and we need to make sure as a nation we come together and fight this pandemic i think it's it's about people you know this is a time when we see how people can come together as a race not whether we are you know hindu muslim christian parsi or whatever we as a nation we as people need to come together and we uh, you and me, people like you and me, need to send out messages where we, we need to tell that, you know, uh, a virus doesn't see whether you're white, black, uh, Hindu, Muslim, nothing. It only is important that you're good human and you come together and save each other and make future plans and make sure that we don't come down. We rise above this. Mm. I, I like, you know, rising above us. And it's about stepping outside our own little bubble and thinking about the bigger bubble right now. One thing here, what is the what is the one fascinating thing you have learned about yourself during coronavirus? Uh, you know, I, I have learned this amazing ability of me being happy. <laughs> You know, my friend keeps saying this Sunday, how do you manage it? And honestly, Craig, I think uh, uh, this again, I would give a lot of credit to my parents, my mom and dad, because, you know, the ability to be happy, the ability to see, uh, you know, uh, good, the ability to see uh, beautiful things, even in crisis, the ability to just sit, absorb and watch. Uh, in fact, I must tell you, you are lucky because this is my first interview. <laughs> I have not given a single interview. I've not taken a single interview. I've sat through this entire period of, uh, you know, uh, this virus where I'm sitting and just absorbing. I'm watching people talk. I'm listening to experiences. I'm seeing what's happening when I go for grocery and seeing how people are behaving. 
this is the time when I, I felt I just paused, I gathered myself, and I put my entire experience in this one Pandora box that is called Santhya Shetty. And I'm waiting to explode. And I think that's only going to happen when the world opens to me. Because, uh, yes, we all are uh, living right now in the world, which is the so-called online world. And uh, as I said, I am a person of heart. And, uh, you know, I operate on a very, very touch human base. And I cannot stop it. As much as the world wants to be online, I am somebody who is very, very, very... uh, uh, I love human interaction. I love to see into each other's uh, eye. Like it, right now I can see you on the screen, even if you're doing a podcast, but you know, your smile, my smile. I love this human connection. I think uh, it's beautiful. You know, whether you're sitting there, I can, I, I, I just feel uh, the energy, the resonation of the energy is something that I believe in. Of course, even online it can happen, but on a human basis, I think it's, it's just beautiful. So I'm just waiting for this whole thing to get over and I'm so positive and I know for sure that this will get over. So we as a human race, we are very, very powerful, you know. We human beings have such ability and capacity to overcome such crazy things that we ourselves don't know our strength. And I so believe and I have so much faith and I'm praying really hard and I'm doing simple things at home. And, you know, calling my friends, calling families. I'm doing small, small things because I really think uh, this is the time that you do simple things and let people know that, you know, even if we are actor, model, speaker, whatever, we are also very simple. We are pure human beings. I can sweep a floor. I can wash my dishes. I can do simple things. I can cook. I can do really, really simple, basic things and be happy in confinement. And just let them know that it's very important to stay at home, stay safe, and not do major something, and and don't struggle this. The more you struggle, the more unhappiness you're gonna, you know, attract. So just stay calm, and think for the future in a much more positive manner. If you gather yourself and you go internal, this will let you go external when the whole thing opens up. So just stay calm, just stay at home, be with your loved ones. Even if you're alone, it's okay. Just make those few calls. And just be peaceful in what the world and the universe has given you. Probably it's a message. Just absorb it. 2020 is the year of reset. Um, and it's it is also the year of the world's greatest experiment in human behavior. And it's fascinating to see how different people react and, and those that are proactive in, in the way that they deal with the current situation. And uh, you know, for me, I just find that absolutely fascinating. Um, as someone who's extremely curious and just has a, an obsession with human behavior as well. So um, it is a unique time. You're a very busy person. And obviously you're having that chance to kind of relax. You're not doing interviews. And I feel very privileged that you are having, we're having this great conversation. And it feels like we're just about in the same room with the energy. For you, how do you switch off and recharge your batteries every day when you've got so much attention on you? Uh, You know, I I, uh, uh, before the virus hit uh, our nation, uh, I in fact uh, my last journey was to Meghalaya, uh, where I was covering this Meghalayan festival. It's a northeast uh, uh, part of India, and uh, uh, I was covering for CNBC Network 18 as a presenter. And that was a huge work and travel and uh, it was extremely high energy and extensive work that I had just finished and I had come 
and suddenly uh, you know there was this extreme sense of uh, quiet energy and there was nothing to do but still there was so much to do because uh, uh, you know everybody was cribbing about oh there's so much work or housework we're not used to it because india as a nation is very used to having the maid culture you know we have a lot of house help uh, but <laughs> completely opposite to that i live uh, a life which is very self sustaining and i think i must tell all your audience today that uh, you know i have no uh, house help at all i do everything on my own whether it's my dishes my clothes my cooking my cleaning i travel i'm a model i'm an actor i'm a speaker and trust me people uh, you can do all of it and not be tired it's it's only the magic word <laughs> called time management and uh, just be busy and just be happy because you'd never realize that uh, you as a human being are so capable and you can do so many things and multiple things and be really really efficient and good at all of what you're doing so i think uh, i am spreading a message sitting at home and just telling my friends my family my my people in general that it's okay not to do sometimes uh, you know major things like breakthroughs like you know going to us like last year i did and and uh, you know addressing uh, top uh, 50 ceos of the world it's fine it's fine that uh, you've just taken a bucket full of water and you you're sweeping your floor it's it's just absolutely okay and uh, you know we are we are people uh, and we are uh, you know we will succumb to such situations in life if not a pandemic like this it could be anything it could be accident it could be anything in life we only have to know one thing that it's only we ourselves that can save ourselves nobody else outside of you is going to do that change for you so whether you are a ceo whether you are a teacher whether you are a model whether you are whatever it's always you yourself first need to understand that you need to be happy first in whatever you do whether it's professional personal and if you're happy and if you're content in what you're doing rest will just follow you know so that is that is the whole point that you know whether you're extremely busy and if you get all the attention uh, I, i i love that and you know i've always been getting so much of attention because of modeling acting and the glamour world that makes you are a, a center of all the attention and also as a, a you know a speaker when you travel around the world you get a lot of attention but sitting at home also right now you know we're having this conversation and you know we're talking about so many things but not getting attention is also something is is part of uh, what i am and i think uh, uh, being grounded is another lesson that is taught me and especially my sports teachers do that you know because when i do karate i don't even wear slippers uh, we are bare feet uh, you know from morning to evening we are training sometimes we are training in mud grounds we are standing in a line in our camps to have our food we are holding uh, plates and you know standing in this huge queue <laughs> to get our grub and everybody is equal there so i think uh, aspects of what can ground you the activities that can ground you is also very important in your life so indulge yourself in multiple things that can teach you not only in terms of education but physical activity and need all kinds of people you know because your varied experiences will teach you to tackle different things in life yeah so i like that so we all know smart people have great answers but the most successful people ask great questions when was the last time you did something 
for the first time? <laughs> oh, you will be surprised. This is my first podcast that I'm doing. And that also while we are locked down. <laughs> so yeah, Craig. So uh, yeah, this is the first time that I'm, I'm, I'm interviewing for a podcast. Uh, because, uh, you know, while, while there was uh, uh, no lockdown or no virus, when, while I was, as I said, while things were normal, uh, you know, I was traveling so much. I was doing so many other multiple things that I never really got time to sit and have an interview like this with anybody. So, yeah, see, something so beautiful <laughs> has come out of this pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> what is the one question that you would love to solve? Love to solve. Hmm, well. I think uh, I, you know what? It's so it's so funny that uh, I enjoy one game, uh, which is uh, called a Q and A, uh, Sandhya Shetty Q and A. If 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 you ask all my close friends that what does Sandhya love, it is this. In general, I just love asking questions, uh, you know, uh, and 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 seeking answers. So I I don't think it could be that one one thing. I think for me, life is all about Q and A because. The day you stop doing that, you will stop your growth in everything. So I think I will say that it's just not one question and one answer. Uh, let me ask multiple questions and forever till I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> I think we found another commonality there around being relentlessly curious. Yes, I am <laughs> super curious and I love that. I, it, honestly, Craig, I think I'm, I'm somewhere like a kid, you know, I always say that uh, I've somehow managed to... Uh, 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 keep this little kid alive in me, you know, because uh, I, I am very goofy, by the way. Uh, you know, I, I can be extremely goofy. I can be extremely stupid. And I think it's, it's good to be vulnerable. It's good to be stupid at times because uh, uh, you are human and you are uh, capable of doing everything which a human being uh, normally does you know and i love uh, uh, doing uh, really simple things and i i love that aspect of just being simple at times and being kid-like and uh, uh, just sitting there doing nothing listening to music and just just acting in a space of nothing and being like a child and doing something stupid so why not <laughs> <laughs> for you what is your definition of living an extraordinary life? I think my definition of living an extraordinary life is to keep doing things and never say stop. Uh, when you work hard and when you do things which are very ordinary and with your effort and with your hard work and with your conviction, make that ordinary, extraordinary, I think that's amazing. And my life has been that because I, I come from a family where glamour was, uh, uh, was, was never, uh, you know, looked upon very greatly. Uh, I had nobody in my family who was a model. Uh, nobody in my family is, has been into sports or, or a speaker for that matter. But, uh, you know, I think, uh, uh, the journey of doing all of these things and me being uh, somebody who 
were very innocently and in a very ordinary situation, taking up challenges and making those ordinary situations extraordinary and sitting in, in, in you know, I, I, and I also had access to very, very minimal uh, uh, things, you know. I didn't have uh, a great opportunity or great access to things where I could just be given, okay, fine, here, baby, this is the money and this are, these are the things or this is the way you go. I have done everything from very basic and put a lot of hard work and made sure that everything that is simple with my effort and with my hard work and with love of people around me made it look extraordinary and that's very important beautiful beautiful how can people learn more about what you do and what would be the best way for people to connect with you Yay, I love this part. <laughs> Make me more famous. <laughs> okay, now there are lots of ways of reaching me. Uh, I have a website, uh, which is uh, uh, www.sandhyashetty.com. And my name is spelled S-A-N-D-H-Y-A, Sandhya Shetty, S-H-E-T-T-Y. And I have an Instagram page, which is at the rate Sandhya Shetty 1. I have a Twitter, which is at the rate Sandhya Shetty. And you can also email me at the rate Sandhya Shetty gmail.com. And of course, uh, this podcast will give you a little view about me. Then my YouTube, which is Sandhya Shetty. Uh, there is something very beautiful about my life, which uh, the Olympic Channel recently uh, released uh, recently yeah, a couple of months back uh, it's a story about my life it's about uh, my karate my career everything it's a beautiful 12 minute film uh, if you uh, google it and write Sandhya Shetty uh, uh, in Olympic channel you will have a 12 minute film on my life uh, I would highly recommend you that because uh, it shows about my modeling life about my karate of course the beautiful part my family my parents are there in the film as well and it's, it's uh, it's very emotional for me because uh, uh, the life that I've had is uh, it's not been that easy. I make it sound very easy and happy, but uh, it's got a lot of ups and downs. And I think uh, it's, it's worth a watch. And Olympic Channel has made great effort in shooting uh, this film for me. And I really thank them. And uh, yeah, so you can all reach me there and uh, follow me. And uh, if you have any questions, if you'd like to hear from me in future, and also, quick, I must say, I am waiting uh, the day this whole uh, pandemic uh, is, is all over. I'm also hoping to someday come to Australia uh, and New Zealand and, uh, you know, uh, um, as a speaker, as a woman speaker and as a uh, part of the global uh, woman leader, I want to really come there and uh, uh, talk about a lot of pressing issues about women, women empowerment, about my campaign, No Fear. So I'm, I'm just hoping and waiting and I thank you and I also thank uh, Sam Kothorn who is uh, you know, the head of Speakers Institute uh, because uh, he was a common connect for uh, both of us and I have seen you, uh, your videos and I, I really, really uh, loved interacting with you today and I'm hoping that in future we together can do something very interesting as well. Uh, Sandia, that would be lovely. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. I have thoroughly enjoyed your vibrancy, that you're speaking from your heart. You can feel that, that energy the whole time. 
you approach from being a young child where you wanted to win and it didn't matter what you did you wanted to achieve you wanted to get better you wanted to win and that was it so evident in your life you have this such strength and belief in yourself that you can take on whatever you want and you're going to learn it you're going to step it up and you upgrade and you become better at it and i really just admire that your the ability to be able to switch between a combat sport like karate and be a model which require you know they both require this real sense of of presence and this real sense of calmness and it's not about reacting it's it just it's about purposefulness to that and i really like the way that you approach it your your relentless curiosity and i think we both share that that trait there a lot and how you always want to learn and you're looking for new answers or or new ways of thinking is really important in life because that's what keeps you alive that's what brings the energy that's what makes you an ever evolving human being your your heart is so caring and i can see it in your eyes i can feel it when you speak and you're just so passionate about making a difference in the world and helping people be better human beings and you're you're an amazing custodian for the human race and i look forward to seeing how you continue to make a big difference in the world and i love the aspect of actually giving the woman more empowerment um it's a, it's something deep in my heart as well and i think we need to see better leaders better female leaders like yourself who stand up there are strong are compassionate and create a better world for us so thank you very much for your first ever podcast it's been an absolute delight <laughs> and uh yes i do look forward to staying connected with you and doing something with you in the future thank you Thank you so much Craig and uh, post this pandemic I would love to invite you to India as well and uh, visit Mumbai and thank you to all your lovely audience and I really really wish and pray that this world recovers from this pandemic and I wish everybody lots of love lots of happiness lots of strength uh healing because it's the most important part just stay happy have a smile all the time and know that this shall pass too love to you all sandhya shetty from india mumbai thank you thank you thank you so much thank you on this week's active ceo performance tip we're talking about focus on certainty not uncertainty during major change are you still finding yourself attracted to the uncertainty of 2020 it is important that you take control and focusing on controlling the controllables so here are four ways to ensure you can take control of the certainties in your life number 1 start with writing down two lists one of all the things that you can control and the second list all those that you can't number 2 place a list of uncontrollables in the bin get rid of them number 3 write down one action you can do for each controllable and in number 4 rank the controllables in order of the highest impact 
with the least amount of effort. Thank you for listening to a brilliant conversation with the incredible Sendaya Shetty, our 100th guest episode. No Fear Leadership on the Active CEO Podcast. How is this moment in time serving me? It's a question for you. How is this moment in time serving me? For many of you, the past few weeks has been a real challenge. Stressful maybe, and just all too much. Have you been wondering why is this happening to me and why now? Rather than focusing on adversity, let's use this time to focus on opportunity and understand how this is serving me right now. Here are three ways to find some clarity on how this moment in time is serving you. Number one, write down the most interesting thing you have learned about yourself over the past few weeks. Number two, write down how you will utilize what you have learned to improve yourself. Number three, write down one action you will take today to improve what you have learned. Sometimes you require someone external to do a temperature check, so to speak, on how a current situation is serving you. Sometimes you can do it by yourself. If you need some help, please feel free to contact me for a complimentary 30-minute coaching session at craig at nrg, the number two, perform.com or click on the contact page of the www.nrg2perform.com website. I'm Craig Johns. This is the Active CEO Podcast with ordinary don't belong. Join the active CEO movement by visiting www.nrgtoperform.com. That's nrg2perform.com. Share this podcast on LinkedIn and be sure to tag in NRG to Perform. Leave a review on iTunes. Drop us a line with your feedback and questions and connect with us on the NRG to Perform Facebook and Instagram pages. Be sure to check out the next Active CEO podcast where the ordinary don't belong.